0: Spider-Man does whatever a spider
1: can. This is episode 678 for April 2021. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Curl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is a cover of the Spider-Man theme song by a YouTuber by the name of Mate J. Okvirk. That's a mouthful, but Mate J. Okverk is his YouTube channel. And it did a nice cover of the theme song. Before we get to this episode, I want to thank people that made this episode possible. They logged on to Patreon.com slash Crawl and they get some exclusive perks like uh, our news and our review show two weeks early. They also get their name in front of our uh, live streams. They also get their name read in front of uh, this particular podcast. So I want to personally thank Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, eighteen, Jr. Robert, Scott, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Jimmy D, Josh, Kelly, King Hillbilly, Laura, Mohammed, Noah P, O Force 33, Sarah P, Scott, F, Scott, Im, Venkman, Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dowd, Datboy, Donnie, Avengee, Jeffrey, grew comics half skimo ira j jb jared john m john p curtis matthew michael mitzi 86 nick patrick ricky shane stephen and stewart symbiobro and toby z again they logged on to patreon.com slash and they helped me pay the bills and they ensure more episodes come out in the future. All right, let's get on with our spider history for April. Hey, Carl Spacers, welcome to our spider history with JR. JR, what's
0: going on, sir? Oh, I tell you, boys and girls, we've got a f- fantastic couple of months coming up here in spider go. history. We've also got George. What's going on, George?
1: Hey. Yo, so we are headed back to 1989, is that right?
0: Oh, yes, indeed. Todd
1: McFarlane, very much the hottest thing in comics, right?
0: That's right.
1: Look at that, ASM 314. So this is April of 1989.
0: Yes, and of course, being with the unusual monthly, the... the, uh, how they did the things or whatever. This actually came out around Christmas time, hence, it is a yeah. Christmas issue with an April cover date. What, what,
1: what, if I remember correctly, what they did was they put this is how long they can stay on the spinner rack or the bookshelves three months. And so by April, you got to pull it off. If I, if I remember correctly, am I wrong? I don't, that's what I've heard. I, I,
0: gen, I genuinely don't know. I've never, <laughs> heard, yeah. that. never I, I really heard that. I really don't know.
1: But anyway, yeah, this came out in December. We just do what the the month says on the cover. So Spider Man's under some mistletoe in the corner box, too. So take me through this one,
0: JR ASM 314. All right. All right. All right. The first page uh, begins actually being rather true to the cover, which, uh, you know, many, uh, many, many comics aren't true to their covers where Spider-Man yeah. and where Peter Parker and Mary Jane uh, are getting uh, receiving their formal eviction notice uh, on their deluxe apartment in the Sky II Bedford Towers condominium uh, by Jonathan Caesar's lawyer. Because ah. you remember, you remember Jonathan Caesar. Of course, he's mm-hmm. the mogul who owned these, who owned these condos and sold them, and uh, sold this one to Mary Jane. And he uh, obviously was obsessed with Mary Jane, uh, having kidnapped her a few issues earlier. And mm-hmm. now that his plan to uh, control her and own her has failed, he's going to exact his revenge from jail. And this is going to begin by evicting the Parkers from their home. Uh, Now, I I guess I won't uh, tie myself in knots over the legality of what's actually going on, that supposedly when Mary Jane bought the condo, it was a non-binding contract. I don't know (laughs) what that means, Uh, and that all of her savings were invested in that condo, and she won't be able to get to them uh, without going through litigation. Uh, So basically, Mary Jane (laughs) is broke. Peter yeah. is broke, uh, and, uh, Mary Jane has to save the creepy, ugly McFarlane-esque lawyer because everyone that McFarlane <laughs> draws pretty well is ugly. Uh, he has to, uh, Mary Jane has to save, uh, him from, uh, Peter grinding him into silly putty. Uh, so, uh. But uh, but you know Aunt May Aunt May happens to be there you know look so you at, know look at how
2: thick Peter's eyebrows
0: are there <laughs> yeah like I said Ben Shapiro eyebrows holy cow, <laughs> you know
1: Say but, Aunt May's uh, there there oh look at Aunt May giving them this side oh eye. giving
0: them the evil eye mm. I tell you yeah when an eighty year old woman seventy two I guess she's seventy two according to she gets uh, younger she's, she's the Benjamin Buttons of Marvel she's yeah. gonna give him Xanax cookies. <laughs> So, but she offers Peter and Mary Jane. She says, well, of course you can stay home or you can come back and live with me. And of course, Peter says, no, you know, Mm -hmm. Peter's ego shifting into gear before his brain does. Uh, no, Mary Jane and I have already got another place to live, you know? And of course, Mary Jane can't wait to figure out what this is going to be. So anyway, the scene shifts to a department store where it's mogul who, whose name is all too on the nose, uh, Howell Thurston, the third. Oh, wow. From Gilligan's Island. And he doesn't look anything remotely like Jim Backus. (laughs) So he, he's the cliche. And and again, this is just a one issue, you know, holiday story, you know, so don't expect a whole lot, but, uh, you know, he's a respect that
1: respect that beard though.
0: Yeah, that's a good looking beard, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a almost power. like a, I thought this was like Doctor Faustus. Like I was about to beard. say it's almost a Doctor Faustus beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, beard. So he's a, you know, a typical Scrooge like. Uh, business owner here. And, uh, mm-hmm. because the, you know, his, his stores had a big weekend because it's Christmas, but the banks are all closed. And now he's just sitting on all this money that yeah. he doesn't know what to do with. So he's got to hire a private security firm to go take it to a vault somewhere. gripe gripe, 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 yeah. you know, whereas, but at least his, his faithful clerk, his Mr. Bernstein-like clerk is there, you know, working overtime on Christmas without any bonus. Uh, but uh, the shifty little clerk, he's got some plans, too, uh, as uh, noted by the handgun that is currently in his briefcase. You get, you I-
2: get, uh, you get bonus points for me uh, for the uh, Mr. Bernstein reference.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, he does look. Up, he he does kind of look like a meat, mousy little Mister Bernstein. Yes, you're that getting was a,
2: paid, Mister, for pins or for hauling.
0: <laughs> That's uh, that was uh, one of the. I still am a, a contend one of the greatest American movies of all time. Uh, so, it is. but uh, at, uh, so anyway, while out for a walk, you know, Peter has to explain to Mary Jane that his big fat ego resulted in him lying to Aunt May. No, what uh, kind of disgusting human being lying to Aunt May because he feels too humiliated to go back and live at home? Plus, he knows that May being a bit old busy biz- old bitty busybody can't keep her nose out of his business, particularly when there's web slinging heroics to perform. Right, um, and because in addition to his humiliation, there is his craven cowardice about never being honest with May about him being Spider Man because he doesn't have the balls to tell her Jeez. anyway
2: this is one time when I was down on Peter because I remember reading that and I was like mm-hmm. dude it's one thing if it's just you and you can like web a pillow up in a tree and in a web blanket or whatever you have a wife
0: right responsibility
2: yeah. You, you, it's not just you anymore, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's pretty well how I felt times 10 with civil war. When, mm-hmm. you know, Peter said, "Oh, I'm going to be inspired by Captain America. giving me this speech <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm going to make my wife and my 70 something year old mother figure. Go Targets. The, uh, you, yeah. you know. So anyway, yeah. so, you know, while, uh, while Peter's feeling sorry for himself and doing all this, Mary Jane says, Hey, look, there's a mugging, you know, and Peter said, eh, screw that guy. I'm going to pull a Toby McGuire and amazing in an, an inspired man too and I'm just gonna f- ignore it you know but there's no then, you know, pe- <laughs> <laughs> but he comes to his senses of course because he's spider-man uh and he captures the mugger and returns uh the money to uh wow. the uh typically Ho- ugly McFarlane person hold
1: on hold on this is an iconic McFarlane pose look at that I, thing I, my I, god
2: I, I like Todd McFarlane as an artist overall but I hated stuff like this in the comics because it was too busy.
0: Oh, I don't know this. This, the, is, the a post, wonky this wonky, is a post. This is a post darn wonky. spaghetti webbing. Yeah, the, oh, that's the beautiful
2: spaghetti webbing. Oh, I, I never really did like it. Oh, and, I, I did. It, it always just sort of took away. It was very distracting uh, whenever
0: you and I looked at Tom DeFalco getting like the spaghetti webbing. Yep. So, oh, look, look at that! that. Look how cool that looks. Where you got the crook with the the web? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, this oh, is Adrian Adrian Adrian, Toombs, Adrian younger brother. Oh, that's beautiful.
2: So, oh, um, Derek Derek Toombs.
0: Yeah, there we go. So Spider-Man, you know, gives the wallet, ba- a purse back to the the ugly woman, uh, who then gives him uh, a present of a uh, homemade macaroons. All right. With so with Felix, the cat on the box. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter mentally runs through the people he can consider asking him and Mary Jane to stay with, including Liz and Harry. But you know, they have relatives over and in desperation, Peter asks flash, uh, who apparently has a room at a gym that he owns. And he offers that to Peter and Mary Jane and Peter, readily accepts flash you know flash you're a real friend of course this is a far different flash thompson than appears in the mackie burn uh era uh where flash is uh, saying yeah peter oh you know you, you i don't know why you, all these hot women have always liked you and uh you know and everybody dies around you what a loser you are so i don't know that must have been a flash clone or something because this flash is actually pretty friendly and helpful so anyway with uh, okay, so we had a detour in, earlier in the story where the Mister Bernstein, like crook was obvi- uh, uh, clerk, was obviously up to something. Well, we find out what he was up to. Uh, all these guys, you know, the the clerk hired uh, the security firm. Uh, he hired these goons to replace the real security guards, and so they're going to steal all this uh, the, this whole truck full of money uh, from the uh, the stingy uh, department store mogul. Uh, so. Well, wow. so he conducts his own stick up. Anyway, so Peter, though, at the very same time, Peter is at the cemetery at Uncle Ben's grave feeling sorry for himself. Oh, I can't move in with that babe, because she leaves all of her old lady garments drying <laughs> on a clothesline in the living room. And the whole house smells like paladin and hemorrhoid cream. I can't move back there, Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but then just then, just then crooks decide to drive through the cemetery you know to avoid all the traffic so they decide to drive through the cemetery well the you know of course you know peter changed to Spider-Man, easily dispatches the goons because after all this is only a one issue story uh and the the dime store santa who they took hostage is clubs the mr burns seemed like crook uh spidey changes back to peter parker goes back to ben's grave only to see aunt may there you know, and then Peter realizes, oh, what a selfish twat I am. Uh wow. If, whoa. Wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah, don't mess with Santa on Christmas, you know? Yeah. So but uh so Peter says, I've been a selfish little twat. You know what? It would just give Aunt May a lot of a lot of <laughs> what joy.
1: You- <laughs> are? What? Let's not use that word. My goodness, okay. Uh, well, what word do you want me to use? Jackass. Jackass. Uh, yeah. Uh, Uh,
0: uh, Been an idiot. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So Peter realizes what a selfish turd he has been. (laughs) (laughs) Much better than the other word. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and spider you know, mans
1: is disappointed with that word right there in that panel, and,
0: <laughs> and that the old bat would probably actually like to help Peter and MJ out. So he has to move back in and the final page is we go to the Parker house where a Christmas party is going on. Peter and Mary Jane decide to get all sucky face. <laughs> uh, and then may reminds them that the mistletoe is in the other room, but Peter tells May, we know, but the love is in here. Yeah. Next issue, Venom. And after that Schmaltzy panel, thank God we could use a little brain eating action after that one. All oh, the love is in here. This is an the awkward end. this is an awkward panel. <laughs>
1: Let me get just get dressed in the cemetery before Aunt May sees me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and exactly what's he doing with his uh, you know, like is he like putting himself in place or something? He's like, uh, eh, you know, <laughs> oh, goodness i zip my pants up you know because i don't want to catch wow. anything on the zipper you know <laughs> did you not like this story oh it was okay it was yeah fine. i mean yeah i mean no you're you know you're picking it up it's a little christmas issue it's mm-hmm. a one and done uh it, it's it, it's inoffensive uh, there's there's okay. there's really there's really nothing wrong with it I mean, other than like uh you know uh, uh, peter goes through a period of acting like a douchebag but uh we're kind of used to that with peter parker sometimes yeah
2: he has his uh he has his, his douche periods. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. his says, ego does get annoying. Matt
1: says, JR, you're
0: one of a kind.
1: Uh it's that you. we saw Christy at Christy at that party yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're surprised um, Christy didn't like wave the mistletoe in front of Peter because she Didy-
1: had a thing for Peter. Oh, she had a thing for Peter at one time. did says too many artists made Spidey stiff and muscular. That's what made McFarlane's art great. I would agree. Um uh, Matt says um Spider Man Christmas issues are usually good. I most of them, I, I think so. Yeah,
2: I know that there's a uh, great one. One of my my favorite Spider-Man Christmas story uh, mm-hmm. involves one of the greatest villains of all time. Mm.
1: Uh, Bob says, "When I was younger, I really liked Todd McFarlane, but now I'm a fan of John Romita Jr., who is coming back to Marvel.
0: Yeah, I thought George, you were going to say your favorite uh, Christmas issue was the one where uh, Johnny and Spidey and the Flying Tub uh, save Misty Knight, uh, mm. but uh, no, that's." Uh, no, toby it says was
2: the, it was the stuck run meat gunfight.
1: because uh, mcfarlane was the artist when i started reading he can do no wrong in my eyes i would love nothing more than to have him do spider-man just one more time <laughs> toby i'm kind of with you man i was i love mcfarlane stuff in the 90s i was all in and i can't kind of like amazing friends i can't look at mcfarlane stuff and critic criticize it when it comes to spider-man because i love I, it so much i can I know you two yeah. can, you guys back are bitter old it. men, but I, yeah. well,
0: <laughs> yeah, particularly because when I went back and rebuilt my back issue collection, I had to pay more for them. Cardinal issues. So I found that was, yeah. I found that to be grossly unfair. That's true. All right.
1: You want to do spec or web? I got web up. If you well, want to do that.
0: Uh, if uh, well, meant. okay. Let's go ahead and do web up. I had okay. spec next, but that's fine. Web. It doesn't matter. That's a Charles Vest cover. I think
1: <laughs> who did uh, web number one.
2: I uh, Charles Vest. Uh, always uh, every time I hear his uh, his name I, I think of that uh that Hobgoblin Spider-Man poster or fold yes. out from uh mm-hmm. I think it's web number I think it might have been web number 1 it was a fold out or gate gatefold or something like that yeah it's pretty <laughs> And then they made it I think they turned it into a poster later that was beautiful mm-hmm.
1: Yeah So what happens this is a fill in issue cuz Alex Savick's not on it
0: well, it's sort of a, yeah, it's a filling issue, but Peter David is the writer. Yeah. Um, which, uh, unfortunately, though, when you look at the cover and then you look at the front page, uh, you know that this is going to be a story about something important. So remember that, boys and Oh, girls.
1: It's, it's right. like a NBC special.
0: So pay attention, you slack job troglodytes. All right. Yeah. So page one begins with a. Drug dealer on a street corner flipping a coin. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, after all, every time you saw Jerry Orbach bust a drug dealer on law and Um, order, they were flipping a coin, of course. Yeah. You know, so anyway, so because you know this is gonna be an important story about drugs, all right. So a young boy tries to buy drugs from Winston, which is the drug dealer's name, all right, and our hero. No, wait. This is just Spider Man because our hero is Norman Osborne. But, but anyway, so <laughs> the uh, the kid says, you know, so Spider Man's ready to drop down and just, you know you know, crack this drug dealer. And the kid goes, Oh no, Spider-Man don't beat him. I need him. You know, Spider-Man knows, well, if I turn this guy in, uh, he's just going to, you know, get let out in a day. So I'll just take all his stash and throw it to the wind. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and he tells, all right, Winston, I want you to leave town by sundown. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the, then the kid whines, oh, Spider-Man, I was going to buy drugs from him. And Spiderman says, get out of here, you little schlump and go find a shrink or something. Check All out right. this movie
1: does with the crook. Look at this spins him around the light post.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And now like does he, and, and like, uh, obviously the guy takes a pee during the time, because <clears throat> as you can see, he whizzes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> anyway, you know that's uh you know another <laughs> another omnibopia uh, brought to you by Dark right. Mark. Right, whatever, the, one of the hallmarks
2: of quality of uh, spider spider history.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, so we find out actually that Spider-Man kind of has this mat on for Winston, the drug dealer, because we're going to have a flashback. <laughs> right? Flashback. Uh, where uh, Because Mary Jane happens to have a modeling friend that we've never heard of before, obviously, uh, before the story. Her name's Lorraine. Uh, and we see in the story that Mary Jane runs into Lorraine just as Lorraine is obviously buying drugs from Winston. But of course, we don't know that yet. All right. All right. So, MJ being a little miss friendly, uh, just invites herself right up to Lorraine's apartment uh, for some girl talk. But then Lorraine has to go excuse herself to go to the bathroom and throw up. Uh, Of course, you know, Mary Jane goes in to help her and realizes that she's a dope fiend. All right. You know, and the girl won't go to the hospital. So MJ calls Peter for help, you know, (laughs) And so, you know, Peter, you know, comes and says, Oh, what can I do? You know, and Mary Jane says, See, see that guy standing on the corner? That's a drug deal. I want you to go and kick his ass. All right. And, <laughs> you know, and, it, you know, Peter says, Why well, don't we just go to call the cops? You know, and MJ says, You're Spider Man, you little wimp. Go out there and kick his ass. Not, right. That's so,
2: not what she says.
0: You're making shit up. <laughs> uh, now, no, what is the line, spider history as it unfolded without? Bias. You're even lying in your name tag. So, how anyway, far Pete, you
2: fallen, Jr. Fettinger?
0: P- P- mm-hmm. Peter agrees, but first he sells Kate Cushing, who's the publisher of the Bugle now because M- uh, Jonah is trying to get Now Magazine going again. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Hey, hey, Kate, what if I like take a whole bunch of pictures, follow this drug dealer around, you know, and I have this big, we'll have this big old super photo exclusive, you know, I'll get pictures of everybody he buys from, everybody he sells to, and you know." And she says, "That's a," she says, "Oh, that's Peter. You could, know, that's dangerous. You could get beat up. You can get killed." <laughs> Go do it. All yeah. right. So, you know, which actually pretty well is what happened. She, you know, she, she says, Peter, you can get hurt or killed. Go for it. Go um, for it. Aren't her friends. Nope. <laughs> so, anyway, but meanwhile, MJ is trying to get her friend into a rehab facility without much luck because we're saying something important here. All right. <laughs> So Spidey puts a tracer in Winston's hair of all places. Because remember boys and girls, this is 1989. In the 1980s everybody except two of the three panelists here uh had big <laughs> hair. Uh and uh therefore you could easily hide a spider tracer in big hair. So Spidey is following Winston around, uh, and stealing his stash, but the supplier keeps, you know, Winston keeps calling for help and the supplier <coughs> keeps pointing, uh, Winston to more stash. Uh, and, but then warns Winston, you know, don't lead Spider-Man here or I'll kill you. All right. So MJ and Lorraine, cause we, uh, are trying to find, uh, find out there's a six month wait, uh, for Lorraine to get into a, uh, public, uh, rehab facility. Uh, and a private facility is going to cost $50,000 a year because the program will, the program will last 18 months and oh, Lorraine doesn't have health insurance because she let it lapse so she could use it for money for drugs. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know how things are in the state of New York, but I have it on good authority that in the state of Ohio, it does not take six months to get into a public rehab facility. But again, that's just me. So, yeah. um, anyway, but then again, I'm not saying something important here. Like this story <laughs> is, um, so Spider-Man follows, keeps following. Winston follows Winston to a facility in New York's warehouse district where they're cooking up some cool stuff, but of course, Winston supplier he warned him, not too happy to see Winston show up because he knows Spidey's following him, so he pumps him full of land. Okay, so anyway, so, so you know, <laughs> Spidey busts in and takes everybody down. And as Winston dies, he asks Spidey, why'd you pick on me, Spiderman?" And Spidey says, Because of what I you did to Lorraine. And Winston goes, Who's Lorraine? <laughs> All right, so. Peter finds out, finds or MJ, or who tells,
1: the dude dies. And Peter's like, you know what?
0: I need to I'm take to pictures. Take a picture. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll part of the story, Getting the story. So Peter finds MJ who tells him that Lorraine snuck out and bought drugs from another dealer, uh, while Spidey was out chasing Winston Lorraine OD'd her chances of survival aren't good. Last page. Mary Jane says, Peter, the fight is just pointless. And Peter says it's not pointless, but it's a long, long fight that you have to win one street corner at a time. Yeah. And as they leave, we see a taxi cab pull up to the corner. Another drug dealer comes out, leans against a lamppost, starts flipping they the flipping the coin. He bookended so we, it. So we find so Mary Jane is indeed correct. It is pointless. Yeah. And considering that this story is 31 years old now. Yeah. Um the point was pretty well uh, MJ is still right. Uh mm-hmm. I don't uh, I have mixed feelings about these social justice stories. I understand kind of, you know, the 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 um the desire of the writers to to show how ineffective, you know, even superheroes are against, you know, uh, deep-seated social problems, uh, but um, I don't know. It, 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 to me, it almost seems pointless. It says, "Okay, you told the story. You said something important. Thirty-one years later, problem still the same. So, what did it accomplish?" So, yeah. but anyway, that's just that's just me.
1: So. Real quick, uh, we got some comments. Uh, Jeff says, "LOL, the Gospel of Jr. the most accurate account of Spidey's history." <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, my son. Bless Uh, you. Bless you. Oh, Hornacek says no health insurance. They need to call. They need some cardiac. Wait until next month. Oh, there you go, cardiac. Andre says Jr. can be quite scary sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes,
0: yeah. Uh, Hornacek says so. This issue introduced a a friend a mother could love.
1: This introduced a friend of Mary Jane and immediately killed her off. Yes, Hornacek. That's what happened. Matt says, this has been a after school special spider history style. Uh, let's see what about that drug dealer. Andre says, somebody called the punisher.
0: <laughs> well, old punny didn't need to show up. The guy was done in, by his own boss. So, yeah. uh, punisher can save the lead for somebody else. Uh, Six says, so the
1: motto of this issue is can't win. Don't try. <laughs> uh, and this was written by Peter David, a young Peter David. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was still on the Hulk though, at this time. So yeah. All right. Let's see here. What issue are we doing next? We're doing uh spectacular one forty nine. Did I close right. the tab incorrectly? <clears throat> I did. Let me see if I can go back to you. Had
2: one job, Brad.
1: I've got. I've, oh, there, there it is. There it is. I found the tab. I I got all these tabs open for maximum carnage that uh, are
2: for oh, next month.
1: I, I'm preparing 30, 30 days in advance for, her.
2: I mean, I'm <laughs> predicting I'm going to be sick before next month.
1: <laughs> Have you ever been on an episode where we talk about carnage, George? Uh,
2: I've been on episodes uh, when we talk about carnage, when um, yeah. uh remember you and I, just the satellites just, just uh, used to be me and you. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you would buy those God awful crappy carnage mm-hmm. comics and then like uh-huh. go through the entire thing. And I'd be sitting there like praying for death <laughs>
1: All right, so the next issue, uh, the last one of this month is Spec 149. We got uh, Carry On, My Wayward Son, Miles Warren's clone, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, it's not. Okay. No. In fact, that's the point of the issue. Yeah. That it's oh, not. Real quick, Toby's Z says, I want JR to do books on tape like novels and things. <laughs> Toby, do not put that in the universe. He might do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what what happens in this issue, Jr.?
0: Well, okay. First of all, this issue was uh, you get pro- we got to do the uh, oh,
1: the, the uh,
0: creative team. Yeah, because I mean, one, you always got to put in a plug for your pal you Sal Jerry Conway and Sabu Sima, writing and art. Yes, indeed. All right. So the story begins with one of the, with the, uh, the, uh, Kingpin's goons. All right. Dropping off the cash from the day's take, you know, from, you know, they went around the city, you know, kind of like Mike, I think like Mike would do, you know, for, uh, um, uh, uh Brian Cranston, you know, uh, and, uh, so anyway, so they've got the take and they're going to drop it off at the vault at Fisk tower. Uh, but, aha. Uh, that's going to be, uh, uh, they're not going to be able to make their deposit because a <laughs> werewolf oh, comes man. by and kills them all. And he leaves a message to the Kingpin written in blood. Kingpin, the wolves come for you. No, and of wow. course, this is all part of the Lobo <laughs> brothers subplot that uh, yeah. ran through spectacular and I guess web too at this time. Cause I think Conway was writing both spectacular and Web. Uh, he didn't write. Yeah. Uh, I don't, he didn't write the the web this month, but I thought he was writing web and Spider-Man or spectacular at the same time. He, d- he did um, for
1: a couple yeah. of years, I think. And then he went over to do law and order. If I yeah, remember and, that, but, yeah, and he made a much more, money. much more money. Yeah. Much the, uh, money.
0: the, uh,
2: the Lobo brother stuff was interesting because it pulled glory into it as well. It did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, and we will mention Glory here yeah. in just a few pages. Good. I like Glory. Here,
1: before we get there, we got some more comments. We got Andre wants to know uh, when can the spider historians make a spider history live? Yes, he wants us to do a show.
0: This right. is live. We're, we're, this is we're doing, live. We're doing one now. We're doing my, one live.
1: This is Spider uh, Toby, History Live. Right Toby or would buy J.R. Reads the Bible. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I would tell. I would have a lot of fun with the yeah. uh, Book of Exodus, the early part, not the books yeah. of the law. Those are, those Gary are, those in the 40s.
1: Frozen says Sal Busima versus Todd McFarlane. I prefer Sal. I do as well. Mm, Ooh, that's a that's a hard well. one for me.
2: It's an easy one for me.
1: Uh, Horn of Sex says it can't be coincident that this was issue one forty nine Conway's last issue of the seventies Clone Saga <laughs> was ASM one forty nine.
0: Ooh, Hornacek. I didn't even make that connection. Um, (gasps) Oh my gosh. Maybe Hornacek should be sitting in this position in this chair. uh, (laughs) uh, All right. So we, we joined Peter
1: Parker in class, huh?
0: All right. Yes. Yes. Peter Parker is back in grad school. All Where right, he, it still is today. <laughs> Where he is, and he's not paying any more attention than he did the first go. Thirty early. years later, still in school. So anyway, Man. so Peter he's sitting there pondering the fallout of the events of Spectacular Spider-Man Annual number eight, because as you recall, in that issue, uh, mm. we Peter found out from the High Evolutionary that the Gwen Stacy clone uh from the first clone saga wasn't really a clone that miles warren had kidnapped a girl by the name of joyce delaney and injected some of gwen's genetic material into her making her look
2: like gwen can we call that can we call that a gwenjection
0: (laughs) i thought that was like when, when 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 peter asked her on a date and she said no I thought that's what one, that was, that was a Gwen rejection. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and, and then if, uh, well, no, because JMS said that they did, Gwen and Peter never had sex, so we couldn't have had the Gwen E, uh, whatever. Anyway. Okay. So, but then again, we know now all these years later that the high evolutionary was lying back then. Yeah. Okay because she really was the clone of Gwen and that Miles Warren was really a student of the high evolutionary, but that's, that's another story that we'll touch on that again later. But the annual really was nothing more than a stupid ass overlong promo for the young gods. Another worthless idea that someone at Marvel tried to make happen. And there have been a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway. So Peter's sitting there wondering, well, if Gwen wasn't a clone, then who was carrying if not a clone of Miles Warren, which is what we thought. Well, we've been setting the stage see, for a rivalry between Peter and this other student named Malcolm McBride, all right, who is jealous of Peter because he and Peter were up for a research grant and Peter got it and so uh, you know, so Malcolm is, uh, uh, just jealous and bitter. And like he says, you're not a super camp, a superstar anymore, old man. Hey, hey. So, you know, of course he's a douche, uh, and he deserves what happens to him. Uh, so Peter decides to, uh, you know, take this opportunity to sneak into the, the, the college labs basement, because that's where miles Warren did all these experiments. Right. And, of course, the place has been there untouched for at least 100 issues because <laughs> we saw Carrion or last saw Carrion, I think, in Spectacular Spider-Man number 31, which right. is over 100 issues ago. Yeah. So he goes down there and he, he wants to, you know, he, he, he figures there's got to be something down here to explain what the problem is. And, well, it just so happens that uh, Malcolm McBride is following him. All right, because he wants to find evidence that Peter is not a serious student and get his grant pulled. Well, whatever floats your boat, Malcolm, you douchebag. And, of course, Peter um, <laughs> Peter does not, you know, for somebody who always knows because of his spider sins, always knows when someone is following him, he does not notice that this guy is following no. him. No spider anyway. sense. Or F's But what what his spider sense does warn him of is like, oh, I think there's something under this random stone here. So he pulls up the stone and he finds a book. Oh, oh, look, it's Miles Warren's research journal. Wow. I am so glad to have this that I just happened to overlook the vial of green glowing goo. That was right next to the journal because I just can't wait to read Miles Warren's diary.
1: All right. Oh, yeah, the goo. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, so he puts the stone back, uh, and, uh, Malcolm McBride follows, you know, goes down there and tries uh, open the stone and he is the one to find the green glowing goo. <laughs> yeah. So the guy with the spider sense, of course, <laughs> uh, doesn't find the green glowing goo, but this idiot finds it. So I, you know, wow. I, I don't know what that says about Peter's uh, concentration these days. All right. Yeah. Now, considering that you know, this is Jerry Conway writing this, and Jerry Conway has a number of subplots going on. Okay, uh, we are introduced to, to one here, which is the trial of Joe Robertson, which yeah. didn't make sense from day one, never made any sense. Uh, you know, because the whole idea was that Robbie and Tombstone knew each other as young men, Robbie saw uh, was a reporter saw Tombstone kill a man, uh, but didn't tell anybody because he was literally scared to death of Tombstone. But I guess that makes it a felony. Decades <laughs> later,
1: <laughs> I you, you have you have complained about that story for years, and it's I and agree. thirty years later, it's still being touched on in the current issues of Amazing Now.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it, the it, Tombstone in the it is. Tombstone and the Robbie relationship. Yep, yep, and of course you know Conway always had a weird. Well, no, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, not in the slightest. Yeah, you know, um, so that th- that one that that Robbie would even be on trial, at, much less go to jail for it, mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. Uh, wouldn't happen. Uh, and uh, but anyway, so Tombstone now is on the stand, and uh, the lawyer says, well, you know. D- d- uh, Robbie said or Joe Robinson says because he was afraid of you and uh, Tombstone said well if I wanted to kill Robbie he'd be dead but I would kill him because he's my friend wait wait,
2: go back one panel Brad yeah Tombstone looks like Johnny Carson in a bad day right there
1: <laughs> Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson right here and Doc Severinsen as the judge
2: <laughs> that, that judge looks nothing like Doc Severinsen I
1: know <laughs> at all so, night anyway, night.
0: Tombstone gets to be creepy, you know, saying I wouldn't hurt Robbie; he's my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I never did; I, I never understood that. But anyway, so so we have that. So and so we have uh, another subplot. Getting back to, we have Glory Grant skipping and singing around the daily bugle, you know, uh, you know, singing the, from probably the sound of music, blah, 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 because she's in love with Eduardo Lobo. And she tells Kate cushion. That's who it is. Eduardo Lobo. Um, and Kate is thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, how can I tell her, you know, she doesn't know. How can I tell her that the man she loves is a known criminal? No, but obviously, (laughs) Glory doesn't know it. So, is he a known criminal or not? He's I don't know. So, considering too that Glory hangs around and works for a newspaper. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. And at this
1: point, she was Jameson's secretary, right? I think so. Yes. Still yeah, Betty Brandt was a reporter. Yep.
0: Well, Betty Brandt yeah. is off with, I don't know, doing crazy stuff because Betty Brandt is a bad person. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's right. But, um, yeah, Glory replaced um, Betty uh, after Amazing Issue One Hundred and Sixty or something like that. So it's been right. James the Secretary. So anyway, so she's been around the newsroom. You know, hangs around, uh, ha- hangs around the newsroom quite a bit for obvious reasons, and uh, doesn't know that Eduardo Lobo is a known criminal, but Kate Cushing does. But uh, and, and you know,
1: Glory is like the number two person at the Bugle now that uh Robbie's the editor in chief.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah,
1: you know. So she,
0: she anyway, Robbie, so we yeah. go. So we go back to Malcolm McBride, who does what any, any enterprising college student would if he found a vial of growing green goo. He takes it back to his dorm room. <laughs> and even though he has openly stated this is a virus, he opens it up. And yep. he exposes it to the open air with even less safety protocols than a Chinese wet market in late 2019 and early 2020. <laughs> So,
1: oh Lord. (laughs) So it gets in his
0: nose, it looks like. So, needless to say, when the green, glowing green goo attacks Malcolm, he gets exactly what he deserves. End of interlude. Yeah. So, Peter, we go back to Peter Parker, and he is home with Mary Jane reading Miles Warren's journal. And he says, Miles Warren lied to me. You know, and Mary Jane says, uh, oh, <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> really? Where's the, reader, like, the readers at this point, <laughs> it's like, you know, gee, Peter, you know, are you, are you, are you the only idiot who didn't, who does not realize that these psychotic supervillains that you fight also lie? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he so Peter that's, finds that's out that
1: totally like a wife thing to say. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs>
0: well, it, it is. It's like, you know,
1: yeah, that's funny.
0: It, you know, it's like Miles Warren lied to me. Oh, you mean the guy who dressed up as a supervillain, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, and, and cloned Gwen and cloned you, you know, that he was a little less than truthful? When yeah. did you get that hint, Peter? Right. Um, but anyway, but he, he, what he's upset about is that he finds out that, you know, he, he Miles Warren said that he felt fatherly towards Gwen. Well, by reading this journal, we find out that uh, Miles Warren didn't just feel fatherly towards Gwen. No. He was in love with her. He yeah. wanted her. He drooled uncontrollably in her presence. And he had to excuse himself multiple times during classes to go to the bathroom. Oh, stop that. What? Oh. (laughs) Anyway, and he hates Peter Parker. And he wants to kill Peter Parker because Peter knew her love, love that should have been Miles Warren's. Well, I don't know if you can't, you know, if you check in about 400 issues later, Mm -hmm. uh, J. Michael Straczynski says that Peter didn't know Gwen's love whatsoever. But then again, that's nothing, you know, it's, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not for a few hundred issues. So anyway, and then Gwen dies at the hands of the green goblin and Spider-Man. Okay. Because even though the green goblin kidnapped Gwen, even though the Green Goblin was the one who flew her to the bridge, and even though the Green Goblin was the one who threw her off the bridge, it's still Spider Man's fault. Warren
1: so, says Warren's journal reads like a deer penthouse forum.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Uh, that's true. Because, and, and as Miles Warren is an early recipient of the Eddie Brock Award for misplaced blame. All right. <laughs> Nice. So anyway, so nice. in, in, in in Miles Warren, you know, and of course, Peter's continuing to read Miles Warren's diary. Uh, and, you know, Warren is talking about how he just happens to follow Peter Parker, la, 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 you know, and Conway pays lip service to the spider sense by saying, Warren said, oh, Peter, oh, he looks like he's shivering, like he's sensing something, but he just ignores it. <laughs> and he yeah. just went, to, I just think I'll stand <laughs> right here in the middle of this yard and I'll change into <laughs> Spider-Man. Do, 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 uh-huh. do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, all right. So, and then of course, miles more. Oh, now I hate him even more. I hate him twice over. I hate him 3000. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so now he has to avenge Gwen. So he concocts the scheme where he injects his lab assistant, Anthony Serba. With Peter Parker's DNA and kidnaps Joyce Delaney and turns her into Gwen Stacy, but if his awesome plan to destroy Spider-Man by issue Amazing Spider-Man issue number one forty-nine fails. He can always ha- activate the Carrion scenario.
1: Okay,
0: all right, and there you have it, boys and girls the truth about miles warren's cloning experience matt says
1: this has the editorial mandate written all over it
0: (laughs) well no actually i tell you what i actually i thought about that i think jerry conway the editorial mandate comes in clone saga too (laughs) i think jerry conway as he's writing this realizes it's the 1980s now and he realizes that cloning doesn't quite work yeah. Uh the way we thought, it, you know, but if you want in, in, I mean, in the 1970s, when, when, Conway first wrote the Clone Saga. Uh, cloning was like a big science fiction rage. I mean, it was yeah. we were starting to learn how to do it, and so you know all these horror stories about human cloning were were you know Clonus the part. I I don't know if Clonus was made yet. That's one of the all time bad movies. But I just remember a bunch of cloning horror movies and stuff. Yeah. So this was it was pretty typical. Come you know come you know a few years later, you realize that you just can't clone a human being. You know, I yeah. mean it's it's a uh, and uh, uh, it, and it's far beyond the means of a college professor. So I think Conway just kind of retcon, you know, his own stuff a little bit just to reflect, uh, scientific thought. Um, but, uh, but then again,
1: Go ahead real quick. This story is putting Mary Jane to sleep. She's tired.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is she should have, she should have read closer the uh, because it gets, it, it probably gets juicier. All right. Yeah. So anyway, that's how it was until clone saga two, when it was re-retconned uh, to be that Warren really was truly cloning and he was a pupil of the high evolutionary but the high evolutionary didn't want his animen to realize that true cloning was successful. So he faked miles Warren's diary and put it in the lab to be found. So I can just imagine this boys and girls, the high evolutionary is in his office, you know, <laughs> you know, his cloning experiments are all around him says, okay, and you know, I got this real problem here because everybody, I don't want anybody to know what miles Warren really clone people, but like, he's got this journal. So what do I do? So, ah, I tell you what, I will write my own journal, Version of the events, so the higher evolutionary, you know, so he's writing the journal says, you know, no, 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 you know, blah, blah, and and so he's, uh, you know, writing to his, I, Miles Warren, like Gwen Stacy, she was, she was a daughter to me, and so one of the uh, higher evolutionary assistants goes, no, that's just dull, dull, yeah. right, right, that he lusted after her, and higher, no, that's just creepy. Oh, come on. It'll be a lot of fun. The high evolutionary goes, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I'm going to go all out on this one. Might as well enjoy myself. And one day in class, Glenn showed up without a bra and the air conditioning was on and I could see her. Oh, anyway. so, yeah. so Peter's going, you know, wait, wait. Um, so anyway, so Peter says, oh, I gasp, I've got to go back and I got to find out who Carrion was. So he goes back to the old lab and gasp, there's Carrion. All right. And Carrion hits him with the red dust and knocks him out and takes him to the cemetery where the Stacy's are buried. Where 31 years later, Kindred is going to go back and dig him up. (laughs) But then wait a minute. Did Kindred dig him up first or did Ben Riley dig him up for the clone conspiracy first? I don't remember. George, you remember? Who cares? (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway so carrion explains that he's the product of warren's replicator virus which he designed from his own dna to ensure that there would be an alternative plan to avenge the death of Quincy. he
1: starts whooping on spider-man look at that salby yeah,
0: still, so but but then again carrion doesn't realize that miles warren is dead and so Spidey mm. figures he'll shake he'll, he'll shake some sense into him. And he tricks Carrion into following him to Miles Warren's grave because all of Spider-Man's supporting characters who die throughout the course of the series are buried in the same cemetery. <laughs> so so, yep. so carrying it. So, you know, so, so carrying kicks Spider-Man into a grave. It turns out to be miles Warren's grave. Carrion wasn't prepared to learn that miles Warren was truly dead. So Spider-Man is able to use that as an edge to get the drop on him and defeat him. All mm-hmm. right. And he figures, well, I'll just go drop this guy off at the vault. Oh, but as it turns out, Gwen Stacy's tombstone is right here. Well, so I'll go and, Say, you know, Gwen, Mary Jane was right. I finally got to put the past behind me. So, as much as I loved you, Gwen, this is finally not the end. The end. No. It says the end. It's the end. It's the end. The clone stuff will never happen again. Conway has put the finale, the caboose, the kabosh, the stake through the heart of the clone saga. No, no. more clones I- until. Clone Saga 2 until Clone Conspiracy until (laughs) 38 or 26 or 28 Ben Rileys or whatever later. And we have a
1: Miles Morales Clone Saga coming up too.
0: (laughs) This is is very important. Brad, don't move off this panel.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
2: This is very important. This is a PSA for all of you uh, aspiring writers out there, for all of you amateur writers out there, for those of you learning the craft of writing. Um... Look where it's in the narrative box where it says the end. You see those three dots?
1: Yeah, right there. Does
2: does anyone know what those three dots are called? Ellipses. That's an ellipses. An yeah. ellipses is three dots. Not seven, not nine, yep, not two, not four or five. It is three dots. Yep. I'm sorry. I, 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 I return you to your regularly scheduled program. That's one of the that's one of the biggest things that triggers me when I, I'm reading somebody I else's stuff you. is like they'll have like more than three ellipses and I'm like,
1: what the hell? Jr. And comment. You got one of the nicest compliments from Andre. He goes, Jr. The living tribunal.
0: <laughs> I do my best. It's a tough, <laughs> and, I, and I recognize the awesome responsibility that I have to bring you spider history, yeah. you know, but, uh, and it's, trust me, it's a responsibility that I shall never, never shirk. Yeah. So Hornacek says
1: when the Jackal knocks Spidey out in ASM 148 without his sense warning him, doesn't he say your sense only warns you of threats and I'm a friend. That's what he says. Yeah.
0: That's what he says. But it doesn't and make I, sense. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, also after, but then again, you know, earlier, uh, a few issues earlier, Aunt May cracked him over the head with a vase because in Dr. Octopus's townhouse, because after all, it only warns him his threats, not his dear old Aunt May. So Matt says, the spider spider sense has been, from day one, has never been pinned down accurately. The, The writer
1: uses the spider sense the way they want it to. Matt says, corpses get dug up way too often in this series. There should be a law. That's not going to stop these bad guys from getting a shovel, Matt. <laughs> uh, uh, Hornacek says, not just buried in the same cemetery, but all buried next to each other. How convenient. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we never heard from Gwen Stacy ever again. Uh, Un- nope. Until Carrie- Terry Cavanaugh. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then George, they start doing ellipsy jokes for you. Oh, look at all these ellipses, (laughs) seven ellipses, five ellipses. I hate you all like herpes, says George.
0: (laughs) Uh, Why do you people want to antagonize our good friend, George? I'm sorry, George. I've used too many dots in this
1: chat several times tonight. There you go. And Donnie D. All right. We've got about 10 minutes before the next show. If you guys want to chat us up. So. Wow! wow.
0: I got through this and uh, start. Well, of course it helped that each, each story was only a one parter. That,
1: that is very true.
0: Which is why I did that yeah. deliberately because I knew that starting in April, the demands were going to get more intense and the time requirement was going to get more intense. And so therefore I picked some easy issues this month.
1: There you go. And tell them what you're going to do over the next several months with spider history. We're starting it oh. in May. Oh. Well, actually, we're starting it next month. Oh, I'm sorry, Hornacek. I did not ask JR. Was this
0: a good month? I always ask you that before I wrap up the episode. Was this a good month? It was an okay month. It had, you know, I mean, it had a little, little, you know, okay, Christmas story and ASM and, you know, it had, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh social ju- Peter David, social justice warrior story, which w- was okay. It's not as, not as ham, nearly as ham fisted as some of JMD Mateus stuff. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I don't know that, I mean, to be honest, the carrying got, nonsense got way out of hand. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know what, maybe we just didn't need an explanation for any of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Carrion keeps showing up later and later, and he's less effective. He's one of those villains that was super effective the first time. It was a he was, when he was a clone, <laughs> designated clone of Miles Warren, originally in the the uh, spectacular Spider-Man run back in the twenties and thirties. He was a scary, creepy, yeah, effective villain. And every time he's been used since, he, it, he's gotten worse. I, I think he's
1: the just, Clone Saga two just ruined him. I mean. They, well, there wasn't much, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you know, this whole retcon really Conway should never have retconned it <laughs> yeah. in the first place because ultimately it got re retconned in Clone Saga 2, which, regardless of Clone Saga's two fault, uh, faults, uh, which are Legion, uh, there was probably no need to, re-ret- to retcon the original Clone Saga. Just leave it be.
1: Johnny so. says, any interest in the music series, The Marvels? I didn't order it. Uh, no. I know, and I know these two didn't. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm not sure what I, he, what, what has he got to say? I mean, it's like what he said, what he said, marvels. I mean, what, what is he, has he got to say? Well, I, d- I honestly don't know what that story is about.
1: It doesn't have a good hook for me.
0: I, I, I've i got, I've got no interest in it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm somebody
2: who, uh, you know,
1: hey, marginal, that-
2: marginally enjoyed the first marvels,
0: I guess. I don't
1: yeah. Jr. Didymus wants to know, what did you think of the tombstone storyline? You hate it. You hate that Robbie storyline.
0: Yeah. You know, I, um, you know, which is kind of funny because I actually think what Nick Spencer is doing now with Robbie and tombstone actually is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. um, you know, cause I don't dislike tombstone as a character. Uh, and I don't dislike the whole idea that he and Robbie have a, a, a rivalry that dates back to their early years. But when, when the tombstone story originally Robbie thing originally unfolded, I just didn't understand it. For one, I, I get, again, again, <clears throat> the trial of Joe Robinson just made no sense. You just sit there and, rent and yeah. you said, "This is, you know, this could not happen. This would not happen under any circumstances." You know, and it's like I always go back. You know, we we buy we'll buy absurdity in superheroes and supervillains and things like that you know like like i always say you know uh, the whole thing with the sandman's consciousness being in a single grain of sand well that's stupid mm-hmm. but then again we accept the fact that he's gonna he turns into sand so yeah. you know we yeah. accept, we're in for a penny but when we re- in the real when we talk about real people and real real things and the way the real world works and someone just decides to ignore all of that for sake of a plot that's right. Really, And that's why I felt the trial of Joe Robertson was a perfect example of. Plus, just Tombstone's, you know, Ravi's my friend. It was creepy. And I wasn't sure sure what what they were going for. But what was, I mean, it was like, was he implying that Tombstone was, I mean, that's the thing was, was he implying that Tombstone was gay? You know, that he had, I mean, you know, and
1: where the hell would you get that? From? I, I didn't get what?
0: that. I, 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 I thought it was just him being a gangster, being creepy. Like this well, is buddy. You know, yeah. like when Robbie stabs him in, in Appalachia, Robbie, why did you do that? I thought we were friends. I mean, it's like, yeah. no, I didn't like it. No, uh, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You, know, you, it's actually,
2: like, you actually hear it in your head like that too and <laughs> those, those voices cuz if if so then i i mean i would then, I,
1: then we understand yeah yeah. hearing wants to know when was the last time we seen sandman cuz i can't remember when we last saw him
2: uh we saw him last month in uh, marvel um, team up number 40 <laughs> that was 75 um when no, did one, we last see sandman yeah 1975
0: wasn't there an uh, annual recently uh well boy i'm trying to remember peter david did a uh, kind of a quasi origin story um around um the um uh the whole uh civil war uh time about twelve years ago but I know sandman's appeared since then. Yeah he appeared slot because slot used him uh because we found out yes. that yeah. uh Sandman the- didn't have any baby making parts which yeah. is like okay how does Spider Man know that he's did he peak? Um <laughs> I think during slot, yeah. I think yeah, so
1: like yeah. what four years ago or so? No, uh, Jeff is uh, very excited to see JR tackle Maximum Carnage in May for Spider History. Oh, oh, Tell him I'm what excited. we're doing over the next couple of months, JR. Oh man, maximum April, carnage?
0: here, here, here is the plan. The okay. plan. All right. In April, the plan is to do the first five parts of Maximum Carnage. In May, the then, next
1: four. No, 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 no. You're starting in May. That we it's just did April now. May oh, is. Oh, April. never mind. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm.
0: I'm off. May is first Nine part of eight. maximum carnage. Yeah, May is the first part. Yeah. Then June and July will also be maximum carnage. You know, yeah. and then August and September will be the child within. Oh, there so you go. It is. It's gonna be a great, his, his, great summer for spider history. We will have and, asked you for and years. You can see George's excitement. <laughs>
1: People have asked JR. for years to do Maximum Carnage and The Child Within, and the fans literally have demanded it, JR.
0: And because unlike Tyson, I like you people. Oh, my And so I'm willing to give you (laughs) what you want. Good God.
1: Uh, We got four minutes for the next show. I'll get through these comments quick. The creation of the new Carrion in in this issue almost seems like an afterthought, like Conway got uh, two-thirds of the way through the story and realized, whoops, there's no fight in this issue. Uh, let's see.
0: I forget what was an issue. Number one hundred and fifty. is spectacular. Maybe right. the
2: editor realized it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the story leads to the tombstone of Robbie breakout of prison, go on the run story, which is hilarious and how crazy it is. Yeah, it Andre- was, it was a crazy star. Yeah. Andre said, would Spencer be re- recycling, repackaging everything before that came before him in order to make all those stories more likable? Um, I don't, is, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, is he making an homage to Spider Man's most controversial tales? Is it lazy writing from Spencer? I don't think oh, so. Oh, hell no, no, it's not lazy yeah. writing.
0: No, I, I mean, mean, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Uh,
2: the, no, Spencer, Spencer is like he's touching on things that have happened in the past. That, I mean, that's fair game. Uh, mm-hmm. that's expected, you know, for, for past events to, uh, to, yeah find their way to be relevant again uh, but at the same time he's not like rehashing whole subplots the way Kurt Busiek did in his Avengers run where basically he just lifted a whole bunch of stuff from, from what had gone on before
1: Gary in the Frozen <sighs> Zdarsky Spec I think it was, it was Zdarsky Spec Annual that last saw Sandman I, I, I yeah Gary I think you're right uh, Hornacek says JR's plans for the summer it will be called the Summer of Suck <laughs> <laughs> and 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 another
2: thing about what I just said about Spencer, uh, yeah. and and how he's not recycling anything, um, because as of right now, I mean, like all the stuff he's done with like Janice and Randy, um, I, Robbie and and Tombstone haven't even seen each other in all this. Uh, I, I think we're about to, but I, I'm still of the opinion that uh, that Janice is probably going to get pregnant, and that's going to kick that all up way 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 up, because yeah. now you've got uh, you've got two enemies. Who are suddenly like? I mean, like, like your like, in-laws. Yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> Suddenly, what does is, what does is, what is Tombstone do? Does he kill the father of his grandkid? Yeah. You know, to get back at uh, to get back at Robbie. Uh, you know, I, uh, it's going to be interesting, and, and that to me is fresh. It's not something that happened back uh, when the, you know the the past animosity between these two was covered. It, it's it's yeah. moving forward. It's progressed. It's not. not wants to not know what,
1: what was the end result of the Robbie trial? What happened? Real quick. Robbie was yeah, to.
0: Yeah, he went to prison, but yeah, I guess he was, yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, yeah, because uh, when they got out of prison, well, when they escaped, um, his uh, Bruiser, Bruiser, because <laughs> uh, Robbie befriended another cr- a convict by name of Bruiser, who protected him for a while, no. uh, and then Bruiser got killed by Tombstone and his goons, and then when Robbie uh, went, when they went back to court, Bruiser's brother, who was a lawyer, then. Defended Robbie, I believe.
2: I think like he went to jail, and then like uh, I think like within eight or ten issues, he was he'd already been he'd already been he'd already been cleared
1: and free. All right, last comment for the show. Hornosex says if Janice gets pregnant, then Tombstone goes after Randy for a shotgun wedding. That's pretty. I I could totally see that too. That's pretty good. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.